money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Um, on the way in, Reb said to me, I need to look more at you when we're doing the show. So I'm like, oh, that's a really tough one. So welcome to the show where Dave and Reb talk money and Dave gets to look at his oh, watch. So there you go. Pretty tough one this morning. Uh, but thanks for the invite, Reb. I really appreciate it. So Well, you could look if you're watching on YouTube, you could look at the camera. Yeah, I guess okay, as well. Okay. You know? Well that's that's okay. So well, welcome to the show. We are so glad that you've joined us. We've got a regular guest in Ray Borg with us this morning, and uh, we are going to jump right in. But um, I wanted to, I, I know um, we've got a whole lot of things planned, so I'm just going to jump in. First off, Financial Discipleship Canada is mm-hmm. sponsoring the show, so yes. we're really thankful. I get to actually thank Ray here in, okay. in, in, <laughs> in <laughs> person, uh, and, and where they're great partners with us. If, if you're looking for previous shows not mine.ca which is the the website for financial discipleship canada um that's the 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 podcast is on there of course it's on more than enough.ca it's on chri.ca those all have the the podcast player right there so you can just hit play and go um and then of course if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform you know where it is and you're listening to us so feel free to rate or feel free to say yes and and if you want to reach out and get some feedback there's really two ways that we do that and i don't say this too often but you know, you can do that through Facebook. If you're a Facebook user, you want to reach out. Uh, we certainly love those comments back. Um, and then, of course, you can just go info at more than enough through email. Yes, we still use email. I know <laughs> there's a certain demographic that doesn't, yeah, yeah, but yeah. we still do. So info at more than enough.ca. And of course, if you want to use the old phone, you can do that too. 613-520-4157. Again, I don't say that too often, but I thought I'd say it this morning. Just Hey, uh, how to reach us and where the shows are at. So Great. welcome, Ray. Good to be with you guys again. Yes, it's good. This year, we're way better than last year getting you on regularly. So it's very good. So we are talking this year. We're going to attempt, you know, sometimes we get sidetracked. We had a theme in 2020 that we were heading down a path. Mm-hmm. I recall this. I had set it up. There's a theme for every month. We were going to do a certain theme. I can't even remember the theme now. And then COVID happened, and that just derailed it. Okay. So, um, you know, we make a plan, so and and we're but, the cause of you know. No, we're not the go. cause of COVID. No, <laughs> uh, not by any means. But what what our plan with Ray this year is to look at close a little bit closer look at what Jesus actually said about money and possessions or how he interacted mm-hmm. with money and possessions. So, and so far this year we've got we've gone over mammon and we've gone mm-hmm. over you can't serve God and mammon and we've done that, you know, dug in a little bit so you can go back and listen to those. Um but I want to read some verses from Luke 12. Mm-hmm. Um from verse 13 to 34 that section is about money and possessions and the heart issues of that, of that chapter. So Luke 12, 13 to 34. And, um, we've been talking about mammon and we've been talking about having an undivided heart, um, being sold out 
to for Christ, really, mm-hmm. and and committing ourselves daily financially to Jesus. Um, and I'm going to read verse 32, and we're going to talk about um, about treasure and where our treasure is, for there our heart will be also. And it says this: Don't be afraid, little flock. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Again, this is Jesus speaking. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven will never fail where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I wanted to read that last half again. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I read it reading it out of Luke because often we go to Matthew yeah. six yeah. because David and I often land in Matthew six. So I'm trying to stay a little bit in Luke 12 because it just the way it's worded and, and, and the translation I used, I guess it sticks out to me a little bit more. And that phrase provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. And maybe I was thinking of that, that because um, I was involved in a fundraiser in the fall for a community organization out where we live. And it's, it's, um, it was um, auctioning purses. And of course it was all women. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, you've got, I think I ended up with a Calvin Klein purse that night. Yes, you um, did. Yeah, yes, it was. And it's very nice by the way, but um, that purse is going to wear out. So that's why that verse struck me. I'm like, okay, provide purses for yourselves that that don't wear out. Anyway, um, we're going to talk a bit about that today. And I want to also give a modern day example of a story I read that I did disperse to Dave mm-hmm. and Ray so they could read it and get all um, knowledgeable on what we're going to talk about. Um, but Ray, I don't know if you have any initial comments about that verse about how I'd Jesus. like to hear the exegesis on this from Ray, <laughs> oh. this particular passage. So, just thought I'd throw that right, right there. Yes, right? Yes, the yes, expectation yes, that yes. I oh. have today. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, it is an interesting article. Um, you know what? Because it brought back memories from the time, you know, we've all been in Steinbeck. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, Arlene and I and you two. Um, and I remember um, hearing stories about how um, – Generous, the community is in Steinbeck. Right. So the article, because we haven't mentioned oh, it yeah, yet. Oh, right. yeah, that's right. mentioned the, it. Yes. But, yeah. but, but, um, I was thinking about this verse and then someone, my sister actually sent me and it was a CBC article. A guy named Ian Froze from out west did it. And I, of course, it jumped out at me because Froze or Fraser is my maiden name. And I come from a Mennonite community. My dad was born in Winkler, which is, um, oh, near yes. and grew up in Steinbach. So it's always uh, interesting for me to read about where my dad came from. And we were having this conversation <laughs> because. You know, they, the article kind of insinuates a little bit that there are there are some Mennonites root and, and roots, and that you know this is in a sense a Mennonite way of life. But for me, uh, Reb, you are Mennonite, yeah, and my, these are literally these your are roots. My people, yeah. And and for me, going okay, well, it certainly explains your generous heart, and and I find it funny because there's 
if you've listened to the podcast and you know Reb and I, Reb will often say that I'm the more generous one. Like she'll often <laughs> say, I learned a lot of my generosity from Dave, which is not really true. Um, I mean, it, it's a lot of the generosity that happens in our family um, is is really collaborative. It's, okay, it's, yeah, that's true. You that's come true. up with the idea and then we figure it out together, or I come up with the idea and we figure it out together. But uh, but I found it interesting that you connected that historical part of your your personality with the generosity with this article. So. Well, it it is interesting. So to give you context, CBC did an article recently on Steinbach, Manitoba, and about um, the percentage of income that people in Steinbach give, and it's the highest rate of charitable giving in Canada. So the most charitable people, according to Stats Canada, and I'm going to put the article in the show notes, um, and the article says this, people in Steinbach donate 4.31% of their income to charity, which far exceeds the national average of 0.62%. According to an analysis of tax filing data by by an organization called Charitable Impact. The only city that ranks anywhere close is Winkler, which is where my dad was born, which is also Mennonite roots. So I won't say that's like all Mennonite now, Mm -hmm. but I will say Mennonite, the Mennonite brethren roots that I come from, like that's where they, they immigrated from the Ukraine slash Russia a hundred years ago, um, around the time of the Bolshevik revolution. Um, because of persecution, they ended up in the 1920s and 30s there. And we all know what the 20s and 30s were like in the 1900s. Like the, they, they landed and the Great Depression happened. So all of this. Um, and in Winkler, 3.3% of a person's income goes to charity. Now, what does this have to do with Luke 12 verses 32 to 34 and 35? Well, this is what I want to talk about, because this community is showing in a very practical way that they're putting some of their earthly treasure, some of their money and possessions toward um, others. And in the verses I read in, in higher up, it says, Jesus says, don't be afraid, little flock, for your father's been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. So in this article that we read, it's reading all about um, about these folks who are just, you know, the charitable organizations who are helping the poor and the homeless. And there's, um, if you can take the time, go read the article. It's really, really wonderful example of charitable giving in the midst of increased costs around mm-hmm. our nation. So that is why I bring it up. And that's why I want to talk about it, because it's a very practical example of a community that's putting their money where their mouth is, so to speak. And there's even a comment in there which jumped out to me was even though people are not necessarily following in the spiritual roots of, of that Mennonite upbringing, people are still giving. So there's something that they were, they're taught somehow in that community. Um, that's what the article alludes to that is still continuing. It's mm-hmm. like this legacy of giving. It's this, this, mm-hmm. this heart. So 
I don't know where we want to go with this discussion, but I still I, want to hear the exegesis from, <laughs> from, from Ray. So I, but, we're going to shut up now. Here we go. But, Ray. But oh, in, yes, yeah. Okay, one more thing. In reference to what Ray said at the beginning, we did. Some of you know that there is a movement in one of the churches there for deeper discipleship, really. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the Steinbach community and the church exploded. And, um, you could probably Google it and find out more information, but that's also very interesting. And that has nothing to do with being Mennonite necessarily. Um, but it's interesting that Steinbach is known now and Winkler, um, where this spiritual awakening has been happening the last few years. Mm-hmm. And we did, I mean, we did hear some stories, too, that are not reflected in this article in terms of some of the businessmen and what they are doing as well in contributing in the whole area of generosity. And so, um, it is interesting that there's this notion, you know, it, it's about a community coming together and a community who has a vision to help one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that there's a number of churches there, but I, and their roots, Mennonite background, but that whole sense of... Um, wanting to walk together in community and caring for each other. So mm-hmm. it's interesting, as I, I was hearing you talk, Reb, and <laughs> Dave's challenge there, Jesus says, do not be afraid, little flock. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that he makes that reference, little mm-hmm. flock, which would beg the question, is that a community, uh, a small group of mm-hmm. people? Because when he uses the word small, I'm flock, a sheep are a flock. And so is that sense of, you know, as we look after each other, does something happen in that process? Do we, you know, um, it makes me wonder how many uh, within Steinbeck are spurred on hearing stories of others contributing and feeling like I can play a small role in it. May not be a significant amount, but we all can be a part of looking after each other in community, uh, whether it's tangible things like finances or baked goods. I mean, there's the whole notion too of, of you know, a giving circle coming together and mm-hmm. small investment of of resources. Or, you know, I was thinking, um, Stephen, in a practical way, um, you know, I look at the community we live in and there's one or two that are shut-ins. Mm-hmm. And, I th- and we've come to realize, you know what, even taking the time and giving the gift of time and presence mm-hmm. doesn't cost us financially, but does cost us time. And how can we look at doing those kinds of things? And so, that whole sense of what is a father's heart? The father's heart is one of giving. Uh, and um, so, um, Jesus's words here of encouraging how how to let go of the things that we hang on to so tightly there, to go and sell your possessions and give to the poor. Um, provide purses for yourself that will not wear a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near or moth destroys, which would be something that they would have contended with. I mean, um, back in those days, thieves would have broken in. You didn't have locks like mm-hmm. we have today and houses right. sealed like that. And moths would do destruction to items, clothes, and that kind of stuff. Um, so those things that um, can just be devoured in some senses. But um, how do we lay up things with eternity in mind. Right. Well, and there's a quote by um, a woman in the article that says, the fact that the donations live on forever, it just means sustainability in a community that we love. Like, I just, 
I mean, she says it, the fact yes. that the donations live on forever. It just means the sustainability in a community we love. And here we're thinking, okay, well, if we do a good thing, we get this treasure stored up in heaven. But she's actually saying here, no, these donations run a legacy in our community and build up the community. And, and yes, one day, perhaps it ends and it, it's, it's over, but it actually builds a sustainability for a homeless person to have a home to live in or a job opportunity or food to eat. It, it's just this legacy that can, t- that actually does bear fruit mm-hmm. for a long time. If you give now, it's bearing fruit. I, I mean, I, I think even, um, a couple of weeks ago, we had the, that day ice storm and the power's out and all of that. And my neighbor walks over in the pouring ice rain. And because we're cut off on either side, he, he couldn't drive to us and our neighbors up the road couldn't drive the other way. We're cut off because the trees are on the road and he comes to check on us. Do you guys need anything? I, I didn't know if Dave would be home. Do you, do you need anything? And like, like that's community. That's, that is a sustainable forever to me because and and you don't get that just because by ignoring your neighbor. You like you say, you know that you have shut-ins in your community. Well, how do you know that? Because you reach out. Like I th- I think um and and not to pivot the conversation a little bit, but the word that stru- that stuck out to me was is that Jesus starts to don't fear little flock as as you said. And so often um we put our security in money. Right, mm-hmm. we put our, you know, hey, if there's if there's dollars in the bank, then I can kind of breathe a sigh of relief. And and Jesus is really addressing that straight up here because you know the end of that statement is is don't fear, and it is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And and of course, Jesus is always talking about the eternal and the spiritual and the heart. When you know we would then translate that, okay, well that means I'll never have any money problems. And I'm not so sure Jesus is actually saying that, right? <laughs> what he is saying is, is position yourself. You know, it is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So believe that truth and then don't try and replace it by keeping all your possessions, right? You know, he, you know, and, and that is so hard. Like, you know, again, are we going to take that literally or we need to sell everything and give it to the poor? Well, I don't know. Jesus doesn't really say, oh, by the way, this is a metaphor. Like she doesn't say <laughs> that, right? <laughs> so, do you, okay. There's a great question. Do you mm-hmm. think we try and make it a metaphor? Like, oh well, he didn't really mean that I should sell my stuff and give it to the poor. Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> it is a good question. I I know, like that, like because sometimes we. I'm just saying it because it, it takes the burden off of us. Mm-hmm. Then, well, if it's metaphorical, he didn't really mean you know, sell my stuff right. and then, yeah. and help my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and- but, but here's another, th- another thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw it a couple. Um, you, you kind of said it, which made me think, you know, we don't, if we are in community and giving and sharing in community, um, like using the example of Steinbach or your little, your community where you live, Ray, mm-hmm. or our road where we live, yeah. if, if we're sharing then we know that we don't have to worry because the needs are being met in community. Like God gave us community as a gift. And right now, especially out of COVID, like we're relearning how do we operate in community? Mm-hmm. How do we mm-hmm. 
often we have these boundaries. Well, God, did God really say to, to give to the poor like that? That I should, would sacrifice? I use it in air quotes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just a couple thoughts. I mean, it, as you're saying that, I think, you know what? Jesus was quite clear about serving the poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he had a heart for the poor all along. And so, um, where's our heart in that regard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are we sowing into those who don't have? But I, I, you know, I look at, um, you know, even in the story in Steinbeck, you know, there's a gentleman there, homeless, who lived in a the penalty box, <laughs> a penalty box of a rink, an yeah. outdoor rink, and I'm thinking, and you know, somebody came along and suddenly gave him a whole new perspective of life and sowed into him, and he's sowing back into community mm-hmm. by do- donating or contributing his time. How is it that as we serve one another and pour into others around us, like your neighbor then came to check on you guys, and I'm certain you guys have reached out to them and yeah. helped them, and how it is reciprocal in some senses, not always for the poor in in that regard, but um, yeah, it's just... So it's not. So, so we're uh, saying it's not a metaphor. Jesus was actually talking about the poor. Yes. And we yes. should consider how he wants us to meet the needs of the poor in our community. I, I think there's an there's another aspect here is is you know sometimes we just we try and figure it all out ahead of time, right? <laughs> so if I sell my stuff and I give it to the poor, then Jesus is giving me the kingdom. So then I'll get more back and and, and I don't need to be afraid. And, you know, yes, like yes, yeah. you're trying to figure it all out. When when I think Jesus is is really just saying, listen, trust God. Don't be afraid. I mean, how many times do we not read that in Scripture is, is don't be afraid and trust the word of the Lord, the, the principle of the Lord, the, whatever the situation is. Um, and then, you know, he connects at the end, the last verses is where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And sometimes I switch that and say where your heart is, your treasure will be. I don't know that it matters with which way you go first, because I think it is this reciprocal when we know that if we give to the poor, we lend to the Lord. I mean, mm-hmm. that's back from Proverbs, right? Yes, right? right. So, you know, we know that that is a, a something that, well, if, if I'm part of the kingdom of God, the Father who has given us the kingdom, and I know that the poor are something that's important to him, then even if we connect stewardship into this whole thing and say, as a steward of the kingdom resources that God has freely given, then I need to include the poor. I need to, 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 to be giving to the poor and, and, and paying attention to the poor within my community, whatever that looks like, because there's all these kind of strings that get wrapped up in these very few verses that Jesus says, you know? And I would say that also that the poor have a lot, we have a lot to receive from those it's Who, reciprocal. Right? Yeah. It's not, we're all on level ground. Mm. I think this is what Jesus was also saying. He defined poor maybe, but he also said, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit for they, I can never would, yeah. remember what they're going to inherit. If is it the earth? The or kingdom of God. The kingdom, the kingdom of God. God. Yes. Well, isn't that interesting? Blessed are the poor in spirit because they receive the kingdom of God. And this is actually what he just says. Mm-hmm. The father has given us the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know. I, I've got my all these thoughts all over the place. I just, I just, I guess it's just an encouragement, like you, Ray, because that that's what jumped out at me. That little flock. He's talking about community. Like we are in community, and how do we do that well? We can be in community that's toxic, 
that isn't helpful. Um, so, but, but I think I think, and and we can't jump over the sell your possessions part. <laughs> Like we, I mean, we'd, I we'd, we'd, to, we'd like to jump over I that part. I was trying part. to yeah, jump yeah. over those. Yeah. I was trying to hopefully say that that was a metaphor. There is some sacrificial, <laughs> there is some things here. And, and you know, uh, when we look at it, like, again, those were the two things that really jumped out at me when, when I read this again in prep for today was uh, that whole, you know, don't be afraid. And then right after that, sell your possessions, right? And you're like, oh, man. So Okay, okay. So we tell people to sell their possessions to build your emergency cushion. So now we should say, sell some of your stuff, put it in your emergency cushion, but also sell some of your stuff to give it to the poor, because that's actually what Jesus said. There you go. You heard it here. Not <laughs> first, but, you know, pretty plainly. Uh, yeah, right? So. Uh, well, you know, I'm looking at the verses just preceding to those, and, and it's a section, do not worry. Yeah. You know, and Jesus just reminds them, you know, about the birds of the air, you know, and not, he protects, he looks after them, the lilies of the field. And so, I mean, I think in some senses, he's just really challenging each one of us, you know, in spite of all of the things that you may be carrying, can you lay them aside, trust me in the process, and don't hang on so tightly to some of the stuff you think will give you security and safety, but realize as you sow into other people's lives, you'll reap in mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned the birds because in that ice storm, there was a, like a little flock of birds on our, I don't know if they're not called flocks necessarily, um, trying to get the worms in the ice rain. And they were like, they God was still watching over them, I'm thinking. Of course, that's scripture. Um, but it wasn't easy. It was a storm. And yet there was provision in that hard, crusty ground that they were, they had to swack their wings a lot more often because the rain and the ice are landing on their beautiful feathers. Um, But yet there is provision in that space for them. And even if it feels hard, um, God is not abandoning us. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I think, you know, we, we, are, we live in a very prosperous, I mean, if you're listening to this, you know, we live in a, in a culture in a, in, in a very prosperous place. So to, to hear that message of don't be afraid and sell all your possessions and give it to the poor, like, like how do we reconcile that? I'm not sure we're going to answer that in the next two or three minutes that we have left in the show. But, but that is the challenge that Jesus is, is saying. And again, he, he's talking about kingdom, which means the, you know, we could maybe say, well, there's going to be a, uh, a reward that I'll get or I'll give and I'll get back and all of this stuff that we're not even going to get into. But Jesus is really saying that invest in the kingdom that God has freely given to you and don't let the stuff, your possessions, get in the way of that because God cares for the poor. Right. I mean, uh, you know, kind of keeping it pretty simple. Do you do you have a comment? Because we're like parting comment. You know, I just I'm reminded so much lately that I think we minimize the impact of our generosity and touching people's lives. And I think in eternity, we will see the fruit of that Mm. in ways we don't understand. We don't know what the impact will be of a kind word or a gift, what it does in the heart and how it can release something else. You know, this gentleman here in Steinbeck um, living in the penalty box, 
he has a whole new testimony, a new story. You don't know who he's sharing with, who gets impacted by his story that maybe in some senses even turns their heart towards the Lord and they come to faith in Jesus Mm -hmm. and they will be there in eternity. So you just don't know the ripple effect of some, just a gentle nudge by the Holy Spirit and being obedient and seeing someday the fruit of that small decision having such implications. Yeah, where the the natural and the eternal intersect, right? You know, in the sense of it's a natural event, that generosity here, but the eternal. Reb, we only have a minute left. So I know. Go ahead. And Lord, pray I pray mm-hmm. that you would help us make this practical in our own hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean for the listener, for individuals and our communities to sell what we have and give it to the poor mm-hmm. and not be afraid, but trust that you're giving us the kingdom. Thank you so much for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. And I just want to say thanks to you, Ray, and Financial Discipleship Canada, NotMine.ca, all sponsoring today's show. And for you joining us and listening, whether you're on YouTube or listening on the uh, podcast, thanks and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.